Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. I have an awesome guest here, my friend Hillary today. So she does a little bit of everything. She's an entrepreneur. Some people call it a mompreneur. So thank you for coming on, Hillary. I'd really love to hear your story. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. I was just oh. doing a little light reading here. Um, what is that? Oh. Picking out, picking out really... one of my favorite new books. Maybe you've oh. heard of it. That looks really interesting. What is, <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> I don't know, some guy. He's, uh, he's, some, dude. he's yeah. some dude. He's pretty cool, yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> well, thanks for having that. me. I'm excited oh, to talk to you today. Absolutely. You know what else is exciting? What? <laughs> Talking about sponsors. So uh, let me ask you this. So yes. do you ever wake up in the morning and put on a shirt? Pretty often. Yeah, me too. Sometimes, you know, filling on the day. Um, as pale as I am, I, I wear a lot of shirts. So um, what I do is I get up and I put on my Apparelab shirt like this right here to match my banner back there. So if you've heard of a Paralab, you know what a Paral is? I'm familiar. It's clothing apparently. So <laughs> like shirts and stuff like that, but they also do mugs and water bottles and stuff like that. But here's what you can do. You can get 10% off your first order if you use promo code relentless. How about that? I like it. Yeah, so that they do awesome work. They don't do any of these uncomfortable, boring, boxy shirts. That's not their, they do good shirts. Only the good shirts, the soft ones, the cool ones. So. Uh, you want to reach out to Apparelab at theapparelab at gmail.com. I'm going to spell that out because it gets tricky in there. So T-H-E-A-P-P-A-R-E-L-L-A-B at gmail. How was that? I thought that was great. Don't you feel like you could go buy some shirts 10% off right now? I'm going to go get my 10% off right now. Well, after this. Yeah, after this. We'll get that and then you can jump right out there. So something okay. else going on. Do you know there's a, there's a, a serious collaboration going on in Huntsville? A lot of people don't know about I would it's love between, to know more. Oh, I will tell you. It's between Rocket City Mom, who we know does awesome work, and the yes. Huntsville-Madison County Visitors Bureau. They're combining. Hey, you remember when uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith got together? <laughs> I think like you, should walk, you should walk that way. Oh, there you go. So you could, Whatever what you could way do, that they're walking, yeah. That's right. If you could walk onto your smartphone here and go to your app store and get the new app. It's explorehuntsville.com, but you have to go to explorehuntsville.com slash Joe. You know what you're going to get when you get it. You're going to go in there. So let's say I open my little app right here, and I want to take the kids to a brewery today. Hey, kids, get in the car. <laughs> We're going to a brewery. So I go in here. I open my I app up. I go this. to things to do, and then it finds me the closest brewery that I can take the kids to. Isn't that great? I think that really is a great collaboration because I use Rocket City Mom for a million different things. They're an absolutely fabulous resource run by amazing people who are friends of mine too. I know yours. Yeah. So they're awesome. I think that's wonderful. That's great for them and a really good resource for the city, especially with so many people moving oh, in. Yeah. 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 It's one-stop shopping too. You know, you go, you go try to look up a bunch of stuff and then you can hit their turn by turn directions. Once you get in there, you know where you're going. That's very mm -hmm. important for me. I grew up in Huntsville. I still get lost. So I use Google Maps to save my life. <laughs> But I understand that. Yeah. But the best part is you would probably pay $4,000 for that app, wouldn't you? Probably. Easily, right? Me too. <laughs> but you can get it for free if you go to explorehuntsville.com. Go check that out. Slash Joe. You got to find, if you don't put the slash Joe, it's 4,000 bucks. Okay. That's good to know. Thank you, Joe. All right. Well, hey, thank you for uh, getting through this ads with me. So let's talk about you. So where, where are you from and what did you do? What kind of kid were you growing up? What kind of kid was I? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, the nerdy kind. Oh. Um, I am from Dothan, which is about five plus, depending on how you drive, close to Florida and Georgia, south of Huntsville. And 
Um, definitely the nerdy kind, but I also played a lot of sports. But I came to Huntsville in sixth grade to go to space camp. And my one life ambition was to come back and be a space camp counselor, which I'm pretty sure is not what they want to train you for at space camp. But I thought the counselors were having so much fun and I thought this is the coolest thing ever. So after my sophomore year of college, I applied to be a counselor and got the job and moved up here. And so that's how I ended up here. Wow. See, there you go. Living your dreams out. That's what you're doing. That's right. But, you know, <laughs> it's pretty bad when that stops at, you know, starts at 19. I did work there for five years. I did uh, meet a husband there uh, who's still my husband. Well, there you go. Sounded, <laughs> met my first husband. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to pick up a good husband at space camp. That's good. <laughs> Every now and again. Yeah, he was also a counselor, not a camper. I should clarify. That is good. Good clarification there. <laughs> right. But it's a really common story at the Space Center. And I have lots of, lots and lots of friends. But they tell you at orientation, look around. Because about at least four of you will get married. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know the, I didn't know the stats. There's, there's a lot of love. Brood. I get it, man. I, I get it because, you know, I met right. my wife in the trailer park. It's probably pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. But it's, it's true love uh, in the trailer park, space camp. It's all over. It's <laughs> must, it must be the jumpsuits. We all in the jumpsuits. Let me tell you, you either look like a janitor or an astronaut. And I, um, I worked for them for several years afterward in the marketing department and traveled around the country. And every now and again, I had to show up someplace and I was still wearing this flight suit. People would look at you like, should I be impressed? Do you need me to move my feet so you can vacuum? Like, what are you, what are you doing here, lady? It was, um, it was either a, com a combo, could be either. But um, I think one of the things, well, I often attribute it to three different things. Number one, you've had at least two years of college. So you've kind of got that wild, you know, some people have that wild out of them. People, yeah. um, number two, you are kind of interested in the same things, right? I mean, you're all there. Number three, you can really know who somebody is after spending eight hours with children. That's true. That's true. And they, the kids, the worst are the best of them, right? right. I guess it's and like kids, war, right? Kids can bring out the worst and the best in people. <laughs> the the kids will also tell you if their daytime counselor was terrible or at a foul mood that day or they're grumpy they'll they're the first ones to say oh we love so-and-so or oh you know they're great it was the best job we loved it all right so you go from space camp to how do you go into the entrepreneur world how does that connection happen well that's a good question there was a job in between there I worked for a company out of Ohio that had uh, that runs summer camp programs and so um uh that leap from space camp to a different company is called camp invention it was a pretty easy one that made sense it was still kind of sales kind of marketing organization and um, i managed the southeast for them for about seven years um and then crazy story um i'm what i like to call an accidental entrepreneur <laughs> as in I don't know how to say entrepreneur correctly. I always, I mean, that's not, you don't ever go to school and think, you know what I'm going to do when I grow up, start my own business. They don't have classes for that. They don't have people who come in to tell you how to do that. There are no, I mean, why in the heck didn't I major in business? Hey, I minored I it. It still didn't matter. I didn't pay attention. I didn't think it would matter. <laughs> well, I, um, I majored in English. 
really, um, it does help in a lot of things. I think communication is great to know for anyone, but with a minor in history. So, you know, those are really, really helpful tools. But as my dad said, when I was in college and I wanted to change to journalism my senior year, he gave me the great advice of just graduate. They yep. will train, they will train you. You know, most jobs will train you as to what they want you to do. Just get your degree and move on. And get off my payroll is what he said. Get off my payroll. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he meant. But um, it's so true now in hindsight, you look back and you think, oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, but to go back to how Mint Julep started, I was expecting our third child in about five years, which oh. is a is a very fun plan. Now, 15 years later, it's really fun. But <laughs> the um, I had a friend who, an acquaintance really, who who was lovely and said, I really want to sell my embroidery business. And I said, I don't know anything about monograms, except I like them. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, she kind of trained me for a few months and I got really excited about it. And I thought, you know what, I could do this. I've been working from home for that last job for seven years. And here I was expecting yet another baby. And it's something that you think, oh man, this could really work out great with my schedule. So <laughs> she then decided that she didn't want to sell her business, which was perfectly fine. And it turned out that I didn't realize I'd gotten my hopes really excited and really looking forward to that. And I just, uh, with a lot of support from Jason said, who said, if anybody can do it, you can do it. So uh, that's how it started. I didn't know what I was doing. Some days are still an experiment. That's the best way to go about I hear that. owning a business. But that's, I mean, that was 11 years ago. So it seems to be going pretty well. So yeah, that's yeah, how so it started. I, actually, no, that's, I think a lot of people are that accident. I'm like, uh, I don't know how this happened, but I'm glad it's happening. <laughs> right. So you had a you had a physical location. You've been doing online and at home, and then you had a physical location recently sold that. Kind of tell me how that transition went and how's it, how things are going now. Sure. I have had Mint Julep Monograms, which is my website, for 11 years. And in the summer of 2013, um, another business owner here in town approached me about purchasing her business. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've just kind of been starting. No, no, you didn't understand. I just wanted to have like a small little corner in her store. But turned out um, that we ended up buying the store and it was called Mint Julep Market and it was wonderful. And I worked with 12 to 10 to 12, 15, sometimes other um, women business owners mainly. And we are inside there and we all work together. It's kind of like a co-op everybody works a shift and we all sell different things to be able to bring customers all kinds of different really nice boutique items that you can't find a lot of places but about um, my lease was coming up on that it wasn't something that I knew I had to sell or something that um, really was a, a pandemic thing it my lease was uh, in May and I'd known for about a year that God really said, hey, you're driving yourself crazy because I was still running the website with a lot of help and still running the store with a lot of help. But at the end of the day, it's still two full-time jobs and no sane person has two full-time jobs. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why um, 
I thought that was a good idea. And a lot of the times, something that for me personally, and this is different for everybody, everybody I knew was staying at home when their kids were younger. And that's awesome. If you do that, that's fantastic. Um, I've been able to work from home the entire time we've had kids, but still working a whole lot. Anyway, I feel like the older our children have gotten, you probably know this. Would you say this with me that it's, I feel like it's better to spend the time with them now because I'm looking down the home stretch, especially with our oldest. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, where's all that time gone? It's like that. So I knew that I wanted to spend more time doing the things that mattered long-term. And I would love to go back maybe, maybe to owning a brick and mortar again eventually, but I'll tell you to be able to sell and um, transfer a business during a pandemic, you talk about a huge blessing. There's nothing in the world that would make sense about that. So I'm really grateful. My friend Beth, who I've worked with, who I had worked with for at least five years before that, bought the store and I'd asked her to change the name because my website name is so similar to the, to the store name. So that's why the name changed and it's the cottage collective and it's wonderful. And she's doing the best job and I still work there. They can't get rid of me. They can't get rid of you. Right. We still have people who bring things to be embroidered there. We, uh, I still work a regular shift like everybody else. And it really truly has worked out. So far, I feel like I need to knock on something. Like, give me some wood <laughs> to knock on because I'm, it's a great thing. I'm so grateful because she's doing an excellent job and moving into something that she was born to do. And I get to see that develop and I get to be the person in the background who says, if you want my advice on this, I'll be glad to give you my two cents. But if not, I'm going to support whatever you choose. We've, I think, worked really hard, both of us, to be able to help and be you know at the beginning especially she'd say I'm gonna change this over is that okay and I'd say please that's fantastic and then I'd call her and say I'm gonna do this is that okay you know we've both worked really well and so that's been great it's wonderful I love it I love still getting to see customers I love that I still get to um monogram things that come from there we still you know it's all the perks are still there so it's going great. I'm so thankful to be able to just focus more time on Man, things. It's so that- awesome when you can get the win-win, right? When both sides are happy. It's so rare nowadays. It's so cool to see when it happens. It, I can't tell you how many times I've said that exact phrase. Like, how, how did this happen? I don't know, but I'm, I'm really grateful. Well, that's mm-hmm. really cool. So somewhere along the way, you weren't busy enough working two full-time jobs. You started a charity on the side. So tell me about your charity and how that came about. Well, I'll tell you, it's not mine. I won't take credit for it. I came alongside with another well-established group. This is a, well, this is a super long story, but I'm going to make it short for you, Joe. The, <laughs> um, gosh, I guess it was in the late of 2014, I had just this gut feeling um, through a friend of mine who is a mission, who was a missionary in Africa, just, I'm I'm telling you, this feeling had to be from God because it wasn't for, it didn't make sense. Like I, so um, then that was to take an embroidery machine to Africa. I didn't tell anybody because it sounds ridiculous. At the time, monogram sweatshirts were really big and where I was wanting to go, 
um, in Kenya, it they're on the equator. You know, like how many sweatshirts <laughs> who, going on? Who right? Needs a, right. Who needs my? You know, I didn't want to tell anybody. It sounded ridiculous, but it was something that just kept coming to me over and over again. And um, I messaged my friend Devery Coglin, who was an on-site missionary at Kenya Relief, again, which is a really well-established program. This is nothing that I created. They're um, doing amazing work over there. And I said, Devery, this sounds weird. And she said, no, actually, we've been wanting to open a gift shop on-site. And I couldn't believe it. And she said, why don't you just come over? So in March of 2015 is when I went the first time. And um, she opened this door and said, no, this is actually the spot where we want to have the gift shop. And I was just started crying like an idiot. I didn't know what it was. I mean, it was amazing. You know, you've flown all the way around the world and all of a sudden it all made sense. So I came home. Again, the story is very long. There's, there's a whole long write-up about it um, on my website if you're very interested. And it is- a, I will, I will link that in the show notes so they can get the okay, full story. Nice. Yeah. But it's a cool story, but- we were able to raise money and purchase an embroidery machine, get it over there. So I went back in August of that year and set it up. And we trained two women who were there locally to supply the gift store. And I mean, they weren't selling monogram things to people on the street. That's not how it is. When all of the missionaries and the surgeons and the people came to the site there at Kenya Relief, they would embroider their name on their scrubs with the Kenya Relief logo. And they had a gift shop there on site that they kept stocked. So there were all kinds of different things that they made and we were able to train those women. The thing that's some God math that I didn't intend, I, I really didn't know why I was doing this. They're, they weren't planning on, I don't know. It was just, it just all worked out. It's unbelievable. but. They've raised enough money to build another school with wow. that excess that so they've paid the women who work there five times what they would make anywhere else. They've given um, Jacqueline, who was one of our first employees there, she had that experience that you couldn't have gotten. I'm talking, when you say the middle of nowhere, this is the middle, of, I mean, it's east of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so she was able to take that experience and move to Nairobi and work with an embroidery machine and a computer. They'd never worked with a computer. And so it's it's pretty amazing. It's it's really neat. I'm really grateful they let me come alongside them with that. Um, and that charity is called Kenya Relief. And our friends, Debrie and her husband, Curtis, who are amazing, are actually back here in Huntsville now living and working. Oh, um, I think at Lincoln Village. So Man, yeah. One, one embroidery machine, look how far I went. Unbelievable. It's cool. a cool story. And I, yeah. I sometimes I'm always shocked that I was a part of it. Like it was truly, it's a, it's a neat, neat thing. And I'm really, really glad just to be a small part of it. Well, um, I, I went to Nicaragua and I brought some Taco Bell sauce and it was also a pretty big hit, <laughs> but uh, not quite as big as your embroidery, but, but we do what we can, right? We do what we can. Right. <laughs> We're kind of kind of switching gears a little bit. So, uh, what's what's been one of your biggest failures? It could be personally, professionally, and what did you learn from that? I love this question, Joe, and thank you for the advance because that would have been a really hard one. Off the top of my I hit him. Yeah, I'm gonna get you later with some rapid fire ones, but for now, you get a little prep. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> for this one, I I really feel that I don't know. I I really thought through several things with this. The first one that I really came, that really came to mind was a business thing. I, at a, at a time 
when the kids were really little, added a clothing line to my business because with the machines that I have, you can make applique and embroidery and do all these clothes. And, and I did that and I loved it. And so I don't want to call it a failure, but I worked myself out of the, the it just took forever and ever and ever. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, how am I going to charge you know, $45 for this shirt, because that would be what I could have made doing it. Yeah. I don't right, know. Yeah. I learned a lot about pricing and a lot about how to actually say no to things. Cause I ended up just Man, shutting that's that. An important one. That is an important one to learn. Very, very hard for me to do. I think for a lot of people who are, who are recovering people, pleasers, Yep. that you, when somebody asks you for something, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're, you, that's how you make money is you say, yes, like, yes, I can do that. Yes, I mm -hmm. can do that. And you're happy to have the business. It's very hard to say no, but that was a big lesson for me to say no, saying no to that meant saying yes to other things that were better streams of revenue. Right. And that's really, really difficult to do. And it was a good lesson to learn though. Yeah, I think we all have to learn that. I'm still working on it. I'm a, I'm a recovering people pleaser as well. Yeah. All right. So it's your senior year. Oh You're out gosh. in the car. Tell me first, what's on the radio or your CD changer or whatever you had going on back in the day? It may have been in the <laughs> trunk. I don't know what year you had. Uh, so you're out with no, friends in the I car on a, on a Friday night, your senior year. What, what's on the radio and what are you guys doing? Okay. Now, you and I are the same age. You might be a couple months older than I am. So you know... Full well, we had a disc man with a tape attached in the front. And if you, the hey, disc some people man, had money, man. They had those disc changers in the trunk. They had a couple bucks. Hey, pull over. I, I got to change the CD. <laughs> I totally forgot about disc changers in the trunk. That's fantastic. Okay. No, I had the disc man with the cord that had the tape that oh, went yeah. in. And if you went over a bump, it's over. Yeah, it was all over. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say better than Ezra. Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, um, any of those cool grunge, hippity things that you listen to now and you go, hmm, wow, we, <laughs> how did we, how do we listen to that? It went good with our flannel. It, it fit the flannel at the time. Oh, I forgot these. I wrote them down because I was afraid. Weezer. Weezer, yeah. No, I still love Weezer. They have a, um, an album where they remade a bunch of, they did a bunch of covers. It's fantastic. Um, Green Day. These were all early bare naked ladies. Really good. We, okay. yeah, I wish, I wish uh, it was cooler. And I, uh, I don't know that I can answer the latter part of that question because I have a feeling my children might eventually listen to this who are Maybe. in high school and there could be incriminating evidence. That's a good answer. Yeah. Plead the fifth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. We'll just yes, act like you. we're driving to church on a Friday night or something. So. <laughs> right. Let's just say there were not a lot of things to do in Dothan. So yeah. there were fields, there were field parties, there were, there were uh, hanging out with people. That's right. Yeah. After we, did football, of, we did a lot of dead ends. We are kind of classier, I guess. Yeah. We, yeah. we, um, we call them the cul-de-sac. There you go. Mm -hmm. hey, yeah. Kids don't understand. It's, it's pre-internet, man. You had to do something. <laughs> it's so true. I don't know what we did, but we managed to make it. Nothing. Just got in trouble. So, <laughs> all right. So, kind of, kind of along those lines. Uh, what makes you mad? 
I know you're not a very mad person, but what, what does make you mad? We all get mad. Um, incorrect grammar. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, As an English major, so this is me. I talk. know. I know. That's terrible. That was, that's my one big pet peeve. And I'm sure I do it all the time and don't realize it. So I give a lot of grace these days because I need a lot. Um, people who litter. And not putting the cart back at the store. Those That's are my things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, man. It's right there. Don't ramp it up on the curb. Walk it over there. Come on. You got it. Right. You yeah. extra step. Hey, there's there's certain uh, certain people I let them slide. But if, if not, right. go walk that sure. thing back there. Exactly. I'm with you. If you're, you know, older, you have got your own crutches, you've got a baby in a bucket, those terrible bucket things. Yeah. yeah. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. So what inspires you though? So you're, you're doing a lot of cool things for people. What inspires you? I think a lot of the times I'm inspired by nature. The uh, sunrises, I think, are awesome. Sunsets, anything in the beach. Look, Joe, I wrote down answers. Look at you. Look at you, you refer to my notes. You're prepared. I love all these flowers blooming outside make me so happy. Love it. I mean, it just, now poor Owen, our oldest, cannot breathe. He has sneezed 862 times <laughs> in one day. This has just started everything blooming. Um, I love reading good writing. That inspires me. And believe it or not, when people do marketing well, that inspires me. Like, you know, when you watch a really good commercial or you see something that's a well-written Sorry, Joe. Any um, well-written song, I don't know, just so many things like that. And you think, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. I saw a good marketing thing the other day. It was selling like uh, some walnuts or something. And it was like a chipmunk and the walnuts were out like here. It was like they were stuffed (laughs) in his cheeks. I was like, man, look at that pattern. I'm I'm impressed with good marketing too, because I know bad marketing because I've done a lot of it. (laughs) So when I see see good marketing, I'm like, hey, look at that. Yeah, me too. That means they put some thought into it. And I, I appreciate right. that. It's hard for sure. So yeah. all right. So what, what are you curious about? I know you like to do different things. What are you curious about? I do. I've decided I need a hobby. I don't mm-hmm. know what that's going to be because I don't have time for a hobby, but I need to find one. So I'm curious about trying to find a hobby. And I also have always wanted to start some sort of online organizational system for small business owners, something that I would need and love and use, but I need to research that and figure out how that works and what to do. So I don't know. I always have ideas running in the back of my mind. Are you like that? that I you... am. Yeah. I, I have too many sometimes. Yes, me too. I keep a notebook and then the notebook just gets all jammed with lists and to-dos and groceries and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. See, I'm, I'm the same way. And it gets me in trouble sometimes. It gives me yeah. I need to focus, focus myself. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious about a lot of stuff. So how about this? What's what's your nickname? Oh, Hill. Hill? Nobody's I, I, ever I called me anything. But, yeah, it's <laughs> just short for Hillary. But nobody, nobody ever called me Hillary until after college when I had a real job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you were getting in trouble, maybe then your parents might call you Hillary. <laughs> Maybe. Like we call we call our son B. When you say his full name, he's like, "Oh, what did I do?" It's like I'm just calling you by your real name. Sorry. <laughs> just want to make sure you still knew what it was. Yeah, you never know. They might forget. Right. 
Yeah. All right. So what's something positive that came out of the, the pandemic for you? Obviously selling your business is a pretty, pretty cool one, but anything else you can think of? Yeah, that was amazing. I think looking back and can you believe it's been a year today would mark a, a year. Remember this Friday was so not so a year ago. Yeah. I think for us, we'll never get that time back again that we were able to spend with our family. And I think yeah. only in hindsight are we able to appreciate it as much. You know, everything was canceled, all baseball, our kids are involved in everything like yours. <laughs> all everything was canceled, postponed, done on Zoom, and we were just here. And I loved that. It was really, I, I hate to say it like that because it was hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to just hindsight say it was amazing, but it was very difficult, very challenging. We were facing a lot of issues with the store and figuring that out as far as when this, we had to close and what do you do to still make money? Um, the website began to boom, which I'm really grateful for because nobody yeah. wanted to leave their house. It's just obviously a combination of things um, that and like I said, in hindsight, I don't want to make it out to be, oh, this glorious, wonderful time because it was really hard, but we did get that time with our kids at home and they knew what was going on and we could discuss it. And we were learning something new every day. So I'm curious as to what they'll think about it in 20 years and Me how, too. Yeah. yeah, how they'll look at it and what they'll say we did wrong or we did right or hopefully they'll remember the good things and not uh, crazy times, but yeah, fingers crossed. Right. Yeah. That forced family time was really cool. You know, especially with teenagers, like we have, they don't right. really want to hang out with you very much. So that forced family time was, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that we didn't think we were like, we're, I'm like, you I was worried about my business and all this stuff, but Hey man, yeah. we got to hang out more than usual work puzzles and, you know, be off electronics. It was, it was good times. Yeah. I think looking back, hopefully we'll be able to remember those things. I think so. And hopefully the kids have short memories about the bad stuff, but I can, I can tell my son, like, man, you're living history right now. No one's done this school right. thing that you're doing right now. So you're, you're going to be in the history books. He's like, oh, that's right. Cool. So, yeah. But all right. Are you ready? If I had a drum roll, I'd do a drum roll, but we're about to do some rapid fire questions. So you like okay. just whatever pops off, just unless you, you can cuss too, if you need to, I'm, I'm just telling putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you. Uh, you need to cuss, but. All right, so this will be okay. 10 questions, just rapid fire. Don't think about them too much, but uh, just whatever rolls out of your head. So, all right, number one, last time you, you laughed really hard. Uh, today. You, you're I, a good I, laugher. I'm yeah. a very With, good laugher. If I have a few strengths, one is that I'm a very good laugher. That's good um, to have around. Are you, did you snort? I should have asked that. When's the last time you snorted <laughs> from laughing? <laughs> yeah, you know I do that. Um, probably at a joke or a meme or something. I... Um, there was a meme this morning that had a Netflix glitch. I put it on my Insta stories for mint julep monograms, but it made me laugh really good. It was, uh, it showed some sniper and then, but the title was Marie Kondo new, <laughs> you know, and then the person above it had written, <laughs> you know, Marie Kondo's <laughs> efforts have gotten really drastic. <laughs> so I don't know. It was silly, but I love stuff like that. I laugh a lot. Oh, you gotta, you gotta follow Hillary on the gram. She's a super story uh -huh. person. I, I put like one up every week and like, I'm not sure how they work, no, but you, no, you got it down. You're good. You're getting good. You're getting uh, I got to pick my game up to get on your level though. All right. Number two, what is your favorite movie ever? I would classically say Goonies. 
Oh, hard to beat. Hard to beat Goonies. Uh, my favorite combo of history in a rom-com is going to be an American president. The movie really? that forced Jason to watch when we were dating and it was on a tape and he said I'm pretty sure there's cheese oozing out of the VCR <laughs> <laughs> I don't know there's so many I, I love um, a lot of different movies but those are probably two good ones good hey I'm a Goonies guy too all right so what's <laughs> the thing what's one thing on your bucket list gosh Joe these are hard sorry probably. these are these are hard what, what popped in your head? Something popped in your head. What was it? Probably Hawaii. I've been to almost every okay. state, but not Hawaii. I've never been either. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit easier. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Again, man, I was in the era of watching a lot of TV. You know how now we're like, oh, you shouldn't watch so much TV. I think our parents were like, you should watch more. You yeah. should <laughs> Saturday morning, go in there, get your bowl <laughs> of cereal and get to watch it. Man, I watched USA Cartoon Express. Oh, yeah. Where they just roll through, like Captain Caveman. And I think Scooby-Doo would have to win. Yeah. Any, of, any of the uh, Globetrotter episodes, I'm in. Those are fantastic. All right, let's see. Uh, what's your favorite summer activity? Probably um, going to the pool. And just, I don't do a lot of swimming. I just sit and hang out and talk to other moms. There you go. There we have for it. that, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. If, if a if a movie was made of your life, who plays you? Reese Witherspoon, maybe. I would love that. Yeah, I can maybe see that. Good, maybe some good red hair. Yeah, I could dye her hair. Yeah. Totally, yeah, totally be you. Needs... That's a good one. I like that. I can see that. Okay. One. Thanks. All right. How many books have you read this year? Not as many as I want, Joe. Hey, it's it's okay. I'm not You're a great making... as somebody who loves to read. I feel like I read more articles now than I read books. So maybe two. Okay. Hey, that's that's two months. Hey, we've already gone through two months. You're like a book a month. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be big books. Nobody knows. Right. Hey, I kept track of my books last year that I read and I counted the far side. I read like two far side books and I counted that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. How many did you read last year? Uh, 52. So like one a week. So that's pretty That's good. awesome. But that's really neat. two of them are the far side. There's stuff like that. So I counted them. Hey, if they're on audiobook, I count that too. I, I read sure. it with my ears. So right. that was my goal anyway. 50 was my goal. So I got barely over it. So, all right. So what's a, what's a weird quirk that you have? Oh, how long do you have? Okay. Um, I pop my elbows pop all elbow. the time. Will you like straighten them out? Have you seen me do that? Yeah, just straighten them out and they pop. Joe, I've done this for so long. And when I was in college, I was taking notes because I told you I was an English major. So all we did was take notes, taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. And I can feel the pressure building up in my elbow. And that's what it is. It's just pressure and you just have to pop it to release it. It doesn't, I don't think it hurts it. I think, <laughs> but it's, um, so I was taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. And I would go, wow, and just, pop my elbow and keep going. And so after, well, I don't know, six months in a class, somebody who I got to know asked me uh, how my Tourette's was and <laughs> if, it, if I was doing okay with it. And I said, I, oh, what are you talking about? So yeah, it's, it's not a good look for anybody, 
I don't try to do it in front of a bunch of people, but it's, you'll see. Now you'll well, notice. Now I will. Oh, well, wow, I've never noticed before. But now I'm going to look for it. I may go pop my elbows. I do that thing sometimes where it feels like you just need to straighten it out and pop it. Yes. So yeah, that. that's what it is. But I do okay. it lots of times a day. It's all those it's notes, not... taking all those notes. <laughs> Catch up to you. You got, note, you got note elbow. That note elbow is serious. I've heard about that. <laughs> Right. All right. So, uh, all right. Last one, last rapid fire one right here. So what's your go-to dance move and why is it from the nineties? Why is it from the nineties? Yeah. I'm just reading your thoughts here. So yeah, if you had, if you had a go-to, your go-to dance move, like someone puts you in the soul train dance line, what do you, what are you hitting in the yeah. soul train dance line? I think you got to go shopping cart. That's, you know, that's right. necessity. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, you can go a little Elaine overbite. Yeah. Oh, you got to overbite. You got to throw a kick in there and she throws her head and throws the kick. Mm -hmm. And then I think you could top it off with a sprinkler and you'd be down the line. It would be fantastic. That's all I think. It'd, it'd be so fast too. Right. <laughs> you'd have uh, that can, done. I'm picturing it right now in my head. I can't wait. We'll have to make that happen. So uh, <laughs> the next interview do, we'll just, we'll be, we'll be dancing in our little squares over here. Like we're on Hollywood squares. I, like <laughs> right. I love that show too. Oh man, that was my jam back in there. That's another one I was watching a bunch of TV. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's all the rapid fire ones. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll link all the show notes to your, your stories, your Instagram, your charity, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. I always uh -oh. enjoy talking to you, but I uh, especially enjoy talking to you today. So thanks. All right. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you could do me a huge favor, if you could review, rate, share, all that good stuff about the podcast, help word, get the positivity out there, that would be great. Also, if you could check out my new book, Relentless Positivity on Amazon, that would be awesome too. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you.